0: Hey, welcome to the Wine Over Matter podcast. I'm Laura.
1: And I'm Steph. Thanks for joining us for another Wine Wednesday, where we talk weekly about everything going on in our lives, from weight loss, relationships, dating, pop culture, and so much more.
0: Hey, Steph. Happy Wine Wednesday. Happy Wine Wednesday. Stranger, I feel like we, I don't think we've really talked since we recorded our episode last week.
1: We really haven't like between just like your work being nuts lately. And then my trip, it's just like, Oh, Hey, remember me?
0: Yeah. I feel like we've (laughs) had like a couple texts here and there, but it's really just been like, just confirming when we're recording and me changing a date for one date that we're recording in December, because yes, last week, we literally our schedules have been so crazy. We've planned out our recording schedule through the rest of 2022 I can't even think that we're, we have like episodes already planned for 2023. It's like, how is this going to be? It's just, I know the rest of this year is going to be crazy. So we just knew we had to like get on it.
1: Oh, it's going to fly by and it feels so good to know. Like we both got our calendars out and we're like, okay, look, this is what's up with, you know, and we're always flexible anyways. Like we had to be flexible today already, but it does help like having an idea of, what days we're going to record? Because the rest of the year, especially once the holidays hit in November, is just going to be like, good luck figuring yeah. out any time to do anything. So between
0: the holidays and like, I have my big trip next month, and then you're you have a big trip in November. You have family coming to town. Like I was just like, we have to get on it, or it's just not gonna.
1: <laughs> we're gonna it's be like
0: gonna this get is away. The <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to be like, forget it. We'll come back next year. Okay. <laughs> um, before we get into it, because since we literally haven't talked and I want to hear all about your trip, but um, before we get into that, this is your weekly reminder. Let's see. This episode is going to be airing on what? The 28th. So you guys have two days for that early bird pricing. So That's
1: it. Two days. If you, you want to save... Yeah. 12 bucks buy it now
0: yes because tickets will be going up to 15 dollars starting october 1st so remember saturday november 5th from 12 to 3 um we got a couple more signups this last week so starting to starting to get a few more ladies signed up which is really exciting um but yeah so your ticket will include charcuterie and other snacks Drinks will be available for purchase, but since it is at a private event, registration is required. So please sign up so we can get a good headcount and be prepared for y'all. And we're really looking forward to it. So
1: excited. And then just a reminder too, I know we have a couple sober listeners and we have a couple people that are on hole 30 and a couple people doing whatever, what is that hard 75 or whatever it is. Um, they do sell non-alcoholic um, beverages, so still feel free to join us. Um, I know it's kind of a bummer not to get to enjoy the the charcuterie and the snacks, if that doesn't fit in with what you're doing right now, but we still want to see you there and hang out with you, so come yep. hang out with us.
0: Absolutely. Um, and so we actually got a DM. I don't remember if it came to Wine Over Matter, if you got it directly, Steph, but I honestly... It get, I struggle with what Steph and I talk about like just as friends and what we talk about on the podcast. and have we talked about this? Have we not? And um, it's been brought to our attention that sometimes it can feel a little repetitive when we talk about what we're doing this weekend, what we did last weekend. So um, and when we talked about it, we were like, you know what? like that's a hundred percent accurate. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the me- the message that I got, I was like, okay, this makes a hundred, because they were like, I'm not trying to be like rude by saying this, you know, it's just, I feel like I listened last week to what you were going to do this weekend. And then you're telling me again, what you just told me last weekend. And we were like, you know what, that totally makes sense. How have yes. we not thought about that?
0: So with that being said, we're going to try to stick to only talking about what we've done, not, I mean, it, obviously we can mention something that's coming up, but we're going to try not to like get into the nitty gritty details of it <laughs> because um, we realize it can be repetitive and we didn't realize it because like I said, sometimes we don't really know what we talk about on the podcast versus in real life. So while sometimes things seem repetitive to us, we think it could be just something we heard off the podcast. So um, absolutely. We're going to try to keep the focus on the past and not the future <laughs> and um when we're rehashing what's going on and stuff so uh we do appre- see we do appreciate some of the feedback we get you guys and yes, we thought constructive this was, like, criticism a great one.
1: and feedback is welcomed
0: yes so so with that being said Steph, <laughs> i want to hear all about uh the anniversary trip
1: my Texas weekend was so much fun we had the best time um it's funny because I call it like our Austin trip but we were really just like all over the place
0: oh yeah you were I would definitely call that your Texas trip
1: it was our Texas trip so we were um it was a Thursday to Monday trip and we fit as much in as we possibly could like we fit in so much to that trip We flew out super, super early on Thursday and landed and rented our car. And immediately we're like, we're getting barbecue for lunch. So we went to La Barbecue, which is one of the famous. I think that's the one you told us to go to also. Yeah, that's one of the famous um, barbecue places in Austin. And we were fully prepared with our itinerary to wait a long time. We were there kind of around lunchtime. It might have been just right after um, lunchtime but we were so lucky we got there and we were like third in line. Like we were like, whoa. Well, Jeff,
0: <laughs> we I just... think Jeff and I kind of had that same experience and it was probably a weekday as well. Um, cause I know like everybody would always say like, go to Franklin's, go to Franklin's. But then I would hear like about the spending hours for barbecue. And then I actually had a couple, like my, um, sister-in-law, my ex sister-in-law and, um, a couple like local friends that were like, no law barbecue is like our like local favorite kind of thing. So we went with that and we were not disappointed.
1: It was so good. We got um brisket. We got no, we didn't get brisket. Is that what it's called? Yeah, brisket. Mm-hmm. And we got um pulled pork and we got uh macaroni and cheese, which was delicious. And the um oh my god, what is, the vinegar onions? What is it called when they you put like onions pickled onions? Yes, pickled onions. I was like I can only do certain kind of onions. I can do grilled onions. I can do pickled onions. I cannot do raw onions. But also, like for a picture, just adding some like hot pink to your
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> helps too. So there's that. I was just like mowing on the onions. Jordan's like, yeah, no, thanks. Um, but it was oh, really, really good. I went, we
0: just- I remember asking the guy, like, what's your like favorite? Like, what's the meat I should choose? And he was like, because I was like, I love it all and I can't decide. And he, he convinced me to get this sandwich that had literally, like, it was impossible to eat. I don't even know if I ate half of it, but it literally had, like, brisket, sausages, pulled pork. Like, it was just, like, this big, oh massive-layered meat sandwich. But it was nice because then I got to try, like, a little of all of it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that place was good.
1: Yeah, we were both saying, because we it was a lot of food that we had, and we were hungry, thankfully. But we were like, okay, now that we've, like, done it, once like now that we've gotten like our fix, like next time we could probably just do like a sandwich each or something instead yeah. of going to like ball balls to the wall with barbecue, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, we just drove around for a little bit, checked into our hotel, and then did Rainy Street that night. So everybody told me, like you have to do Rainy Street, way better vibes than Sixth Street. So I guess Sixth Street's just really like young college yeah. party, kind of like going to downtown Fullerton or something. And I was yeah. like, oh, I don't want that. So we went to rainy street and it was so cute. I'm so sad though. It looks like I'm like, is rainy street even going to last? Like with how much building is going on in Austin and the, all these tech companies moving in and skyscrapers going up. It's like every other place in rainy street is like shut down and like a sign is on it that they're going to build something. So, you know, the places around it are also going to get
0: yeah.
1: bought out and shut down, which kind of makes me sad because it's so cute. Um, so we ate at a little restaurant there. Like I, my vibe for Austin, like I didn't want like really nice sit down restaurants. Like that just doesn't feel like Austin to me, I Mm -hmm. guess, for like a first trip to Texas. So I was like, I want like barbecue. I want like, I want to sit outside on like picnic tables and have a beer with dinner and like that vibe, you know, which was exactly where we went on rainy street. We went to, I forgot what it was called. Some sausage and beer place um but it was the exact vibe that I would like had in my mind yeah Um, and then we bar hopped to a few bars and there was live music everywhere and it was just so fun like that is when you were on vacation like that vibe is exactly 100%. what you're looking for on yep. vacation um so we had a blast Thursday night and then <clears throat> excuse me Friday was our big explorer Austin day and we explored everything like we were so tired by the end of the night we did the Capitol And like walked um, through the grounds and inside the Capitol, we, I had read on a blog that like, you have to go check out the Driscoll Hotel. So we went and checked that out. And I remember like, we walked in and I was like, very underwhelmed. Like I was like, I don't really know what the hype's about. Like an old hotel. Cool. But like, this isn't, honestly, not very cool. Like I didn't have to go there. Um, But we both had to use the restroom. So we went upstairs and I'm like, oh. Here's probably what everybody's talking about, like the little restaurant grill thing. And um we happened to have to use the restroom right at two o'clock when they were opening. So we ended up sitting at the bar and having a drink um at the Driscoll, which like a couple of the blogs I read said you had to do. So we did it. How were drinks and there? They were good. I was kind of bummed. Like I didn't even look at a menu before I ordered, but um a couple of the blogs and they must have been outdated or something. They were like, you have to order a batini because Austin's like known for like the bats under the bridge or whatever. Yeah. And so without even looking at a menu, I asked for a batini and they were like, oh, we don't have a batini. So then I just looked stupid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, well, you, you, well, you should have just been, well, when I used to come here, we always used to have batinis.
1: We always had the batini. So we did Um, that and then we said.
0: and you forgot the most important part because wasn't Friday morning the day you guys got breakfast tacos?
1: Oh my god, how did I forget that? Yes, we got breakfast tacos on Friday morning
0: because I threatened so- your life that if you didn't get <laughs> breakfast tacos.
1: Oh, I was like, gun. I could have eaten them every single day. Like Jordan liked them, but he didn't want to eat them every single day. I literally could have eaten them every single yeah. day. Um, so That's I guess there's good. like three or four Vera Cruises in uh-huh. the Austin area. And so he kind of chose which one we did. And we went to the cutest one. Um, it's kind of near the, the university. It's like in a neighborhood. Super, super pretty houses. And it's Ours just- was just
0: like a food. We went to one that was like basically a food truck sitting in a dirt lot kind That's of
1: thing. kind of what I thought it was going to be. And then yeah. this place ended up being so cute. It's like this little like makeshift area that has like a grassy area with picnic tables, but it's like very done up. Mm-hmm. Um then it, there's a Veracruz like window and then there's like an espresso coffee place like connected to it. Um so we each had a couple breakfast tacos. Oh my god I don't there's we are so used to breakfast burritos here in California. Like breakfast tacos are where it's at nobody needs as much there's stuff that goes no... into a burrito.
0: They're so freaking good. All I know is I just discovered a place. Um, actually, one of our listeners, she was at our last meetup. She had posted um, these breakfast tacos that looked very similar and they looked freaking bomb. And I looked and she told me the place. She was like, if you haven't been, you have to go. Of course, they're all out in the LA area. But I'm like, I'm kind of willing to like go drive out there to get some breakfast tacos because this place looked legit, had amazing Yelp reviews and um I think it's called like home stay or home home something I'll have to look it up but oh my god I'm just like missing that's like why I want to go back to Austin so bad is just for breakfast tacos and they're
1: not every breakfast taco is made the same it's no many tortillas it's the beans that they put in it it's they are so stuffed with just deliciousness <laughs> they legit their put like chips
0: good. in your it, there yes. was like chips in the also in your breakfast taco
1: it's oh my god it's so good <laughs> now I really want them thanks Laura for right. <laughs> um the most of our day I would say was spent um exploring the South Congress area which was so cute and it's just like all South these congresses where all the
0: murals are and stuff right
1: yes yeah so they have cute all over the there cute murals they have tons of like restaurants bars coffee shops ice cream places like actual shops I mean they have everything from like Allen's Boots like the place that everybody goes to get like cowboy boots or a hat to like I'm gonna butcher the name this is how fancy I am is it Hermes or Hermes or something Hermes yes that place um so they (laughs) (laughs) so they have Like all different kinds of shops there. So we were popping into shops just for like the air conditioning, like dying. It was so hot while we were there. Yeah, everybody was telling us how lucky we were to be there when we were because it had been 10 degrees hotter the week before. And we're just like, oh my God, this is so (laughs) hot. Was I was crazy. there in December.
0: We had like the best weather when we were there. Uh, <laughs> Last.
1: We knew it was going to be hot, but I think like when your plans involve being outside and walking around for the entire day, like yeah. you don't expect it. That was definitely like our hottest day. I mean, I had bought on Amazon, like a little like handheld fan, like to fan myself. And I'm like, it literally saved me. Like I would have been just a hot mess without it. Um, Isn't by the that end of such
0: it- like something you do it like, I would never have been caught dead when I was in my early 20s buying a fan and fanning myself in public.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was still, I was still slightly like self-conscious because I'm like, nobody else has a fan that they're fanning themselves. Yeah, but guess what? You are cooler than all of them. Yeah. And I would rather look not sweaty fanning myself than to just have sweat dripping off my face every time I walk (laughs) into a store. So it worked out. Um, We got a late lunch um, while we were there at Home Slice pizza i think it's yep, called
0: i've had that. everybody
1: said you have to go there it was amazing we yep. got um half pepperoni and mushroom which is what he chose and then i kind of went rogue so they said one of like the specials that day or whatever was like an eggplant part like not parmesan because it doesn't have marinara i guess it has marinara in the sauce but it's like a breaded parmesan that they put on so probably like an butter.
0: eggplant parmesan yeah
1: Oh my God. It was so good. It was Yum. amazing. Yum. Um, that was really, really good. And then by the end of all the shopping and walking around and seeing just everything we were like, we like couldn't even think of what sounds good for dinner. We couldn't even like think about where we were going to go. We were like, do you just want to go like see if they have pokey somewhere and bring it to the room? <laughs> so that's what we did that night. Cause we were just like so hot and tired um, and then Saturday was like we both said like this was definitely our most fun day like we had so much fun we drove to New Braunfels to go visit Taylor we've had her on the podcast and her husband Dustin and they were just like the best tour guides ever like we sure. did so much in one day
0: <laughs> okay so I'm like following along what you guys are doing and I'm like oh they decided not to float like this day looks like so much fun and I was like Oh, no, they have, like, a full day and still got floating in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cause, well, the original plan was, like, okay, be in your bathing suits when you get here. And then, like, as soon as you get here, like, get here at 9. And as soon as you get here, like, we'll have all the wraps and the towels and everything. And we'll just go. And then she texts me that morning. And she's, like, hey, change of plans. Like, don't be in your bathing suit. Like, we're going to go get brunch first. So we went and got brunch um, in at this cute little, like, German place in uh-huh. New Braunfels. There was a farmer's market right next door that we walked through. And then she did like the whole tour of New Braunfels um, from the car. We went to Bucky's and got drinks for our float and all kinds of snacks and souvenirs and everything. That was my first time in a Bucky's. So mind blown how cool oh, that I... is.
0: I would do anything for a Bucky's here. Like
1: it's the coolest place ever.
0: Yeah, Jeff and I spent a lot of time at Bucky's when we last went to Texas.
1: Oh, we were there for quite a while. It was, I I absolutely loved it. Um, from there we went to Green, which is not spelled green. Like I thought it was like Gruen or something, but apparently uh-huh. it's pronounced green. And, um, super cute, tiny little town, couple bars, restaurants they had a farmer's market there that we walked through as well. And then they have the famous green hall, um, where they do like concerts and stuff. And I'm going to butcher this, but somebody was discovered there. I think it was George Strait, Maybe. Don't know. can't remember back in the day it was discovered there. Somebody like that, somebody important like that. Then we went back to her house, got ready, went and floated the river for a couple hours, came back. Saw her mom because we all we all know Sophie. We're all front. We're all cool with Sophie. Saw yeah. her. She she. We came home to a pizza. She got us pizza, Aww. and we were like, "Oh man, we're going to dinner." So we all showed up at dinner, just not hungry because we pigged out on pizza. Um, and then we met a few of Taylor's friends. She invited a couple other couples that she's met since moving there, and we all went to dinner. And then we all bar hopped afterwards. We went to a bar that had like a live band playing and it said it was metal and we were like there's no way it's metal like that's not gonna be a thing and it just ended up being like 80s kind of like Van Halen that kind of vibe um and then went to another bar after like it was just so much fun because that's not something we ever do like we don't just bar hop like yeah you know so it just felt very um like what you're supposed to do on vacation. You're supposed to do things on vacation that you don't do in normal everyday life.
0: No, I live for live music. That's like, and that's why some of my favorite trips have been like, I think Jeff and I always say Nashville's like our ultimate favorite trip we've done, but like same thing, like in all our time in Texas and stuff, just getting to bar hop all the live music and everything I was. So I had never even realized this. A friend brought this to my attention last week at work. Um, they were saying how, oh, this new restaurant that just opened, I heard, but it's not, it's going to be different than their other location because their other location, they have live music. And apparently at the circle, you're not allowed to. And I was like, huh, I had never thought about it. And I was like, I haven't ever heard or seen live music in the circle. And then I'm thinking, how do I change that? Because, We have so many rad restaurants and bars now. And like the circle has just been like becoming like such a destination and a hangout. I'm like, why no music? I mean, have restrictions on it, like meaning the days and the time, like maybe it's only weekends only. Exactly. And they have to be done by this time or whatever. Cause I know it can be a little bit of a sleepy town, but like, how are we not having live music? This is like the that best.
1: Is bizarre. Oh yeah, live live music is like my favorite. It's just- it adds something to what you're doing. Like if you go on vacation and you walk into a bar and you get a drink, like that's it. It's like a drink. And then you leave. If you go with live music, it's a drink and you sit there and you sit there and you sit there and you listen and you have fun. It's just like, I am all about live music too. But yeah, Um, your new Brunfels
0: day looked amazing. I was super uh, jealous because I miss Taylor and you guys look like you're having fun. And I was having all the need to go
1: back. Like it was, we have to go back. You would love it. It was so fun. Um, they were just like the best hosts. Like we were like, I hope that if somebody ever said, I'm going to come visit you, that I could plan a day that fun for their one day to come visit me, you know, cause they yeah. just, they went above and beyond um, to show us like a good time there. And it was a lot of fun. And then Sunday we got up really early and left really early and drove to San Antonio um which all of this sounds really far like I didn't realize how far everything was but New Braunfels from Austin was like 45 or maybe it was about an hour I think Austin from uh or New Braunfels from Austin was about an hour and then San Antonio from New Braunfels was like 30 or 40 minutes I was gonna so say it wasn't close that bad. to an hour so yeah yeah. And then, so coming back, we had to do that, that whole leg. So I think it was about an hour and a half coming back, but we did, we got to San Antonio early. So before a lot of the stuff was open, which was nice. So we got to do the river walk, like when it doesn't feel as touristy, you know, when mm-hmm. there's not a million people and there's people in your pictures. So we got like a lot of pretty pictures, like with nobody in it. Cause not yeah. a lot of people were there yet. Um, and then we ended up going to, we had heard like all of the restaurants on the river walk are like pretty touristy and it's really not our thing to go to like just chain. Like we didn't want to go to Bubba Gump's, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so we had heard there's this place called the Pearl, like five minutes away. And, um, it's like this old brewery that they've basically turned in. There's like a hotel there now. And then there's a bunch of restaurants. There's like a food hall. That's kind of like a mini, um, like a mini food court, but like upscale, you know, Like a
0: packing house, like the packing house kind of,
1: yes, but on a much smaller scale. Um, And they had a farmer's market going on there too. So we found a really good restaurant. Like I also wanted queso really bad on this trip. And we hadn't had queso yet up until this point. (laughs) So we knew where we were going for lunch had to be somewhere with queso. I completely forgot the name of the place we went, but it was really, really pretty. And we got queso and a good lunch. And then we started heading back, Um, And then on the way back, we stopped in San Marcos, which is a college town. I'm trying to remember the name of the college that's there. I think it's um, the University of Texas. Let me Google it really quick. Of course, it comes up with San Marcos, California. Anyways, um, there's a there's a university there. It's a big college town. So we went to the cute little like main street downtown area and it, it, same thing bunch of cute restaurants shops college university store coffee shops it like bars. it's Texas
0: state university that's there
1: yes Texas state university so um it was a sunday so it was a little sleepy i think all the college students were hungover yeah. um <laughs> which worked for us but it's such a cute town like really 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 cute not too far from austin i think it's like 30ish minutes from austin um, and so we walked around and just scoped out everything. And then we popped into a bar It was Sunday and football was going on. So we just sat at this bar and we each had a drink and watched part of a football game. And it was like, we were mind blown, like granted the beer that we got was their only one on tap, which was Lone Star, which is a Texas thing. Yeah. <laughs> Our tab came out to be under $7 and we were like, what?
0: Like, was it like, are you sure it wasn't a, like a football Sunday beer special?
1: No, it's like on the menu. Like, oh, okay. it was so cheap. And I mean, it, this is, this is kind of like a divy bar. Like they did also have live music going at the time. They had no air conditioning. Like it was like open door and window in the front. And like uh-huh. the where the bar is that you sit at is kind of towards the front. And then they have like some ceiling fans going and stuff, but it was freaking hot. I'm like, no. how do people do this? Like, why do you not have air conditioning? I'm confused. Um, but yeah, we did that and then ended up um, checking into our next hotel. And we're trying, oh, that was our anniversary too. So we we're trying
0: to figure like, out. Did the you stay at a different dinner. hotel every night?
1: The first two nights we stayed at the same hotel and then we checked out to go stay at Taylor's okay. for the night. And then we checked into a hotel really close to the airport, um, for our last night. That way we could just like return the car easily the next day and, um, get to the airport. Um, but we were trying to figure out what to do for dinner. We were like, it's our anniversary, but we were also like, we feel like we've done a lot, like we've done so much. And so they happen to have a Whataburger, like in walking <laughs> distance to uh-huh. the hotel and we and I've never had it before. So I was like, I kind of feel like we need Whataburger. So we got Whataburger uh, for dinner. I have to ruin everybody's, every, all, of all of our listeners in Texas, it's not In and Out.
0: No, In and Out
1: is so much better.
0: And I don't, I'll forever, I won't understand why they're compared. Like, I kind of get why maybe like Shake People compare Shake Shack to, cause it's like just the simple like burgers and fries. But I was like, Whataburger has like a, like I compared Whataburger more to like a Carl's Jr. or, I guess, Hardee's if you're on the East Coast, but like, I was just like, I don't understand the comparison and I will forever be, in and out is way better than Whataburger.
1: And I'm so confused. Like when people say in and outs fries suck, I don't understand. They're like my favorite fries ever. I love they're, them.
0: They're definitely not my favorite fries because the unfortunate thing is because they're not consistent just because they are super fresh and like, Sometimes you get shitty potatoes and sometimes you don't. And it's all in <laughs> how they're prepared. But um, but when they're good, I think in and out fries are amazing. I just feel like it's hard to always get them perfect. But
1: and the whataburger fries were just like whatever. And it's actually funny. So I kind of can't compare. Like I'm comparing things like the fries and just like walking in and everything to get I don't remember. Better. Do they have
0: crinkle fries?
1: No, they're just like the boring regular fries.
0: Like just string fries.
1: Yeah. But I didn't even get a cheeseburger. I got a patty melt because it sounded better and it was on Texas toast. So that sounded delicious. And it was really, really, really good. Like it was a good like fast food patty melt. Um, But the fries, like I barely ate any of the fries because I was just like, meh. And I did, somebody told me that if I went to Whataburger, I had to get a chocolate shake. They were like, it's the best fast food chocolate shake ever. Uh-huh. And I got it. And I will agree that chocolate shake was better than In-N-Out shakes. It was so oh, good.
0: Oh, okay. Because I, I do love an In-N-Out chocolate shake. So that I, can't, really I have not tried a shake at Whataburger, but I've had Whataburger a few times and I've still been like, like you said, like it's good fast food. Like for fast food, it is good. But right. um I'm never gonna pick their cheeseburger over In N Out cheeseburger. No. Well, and like, I will say then,
1: every...
0: How did what is how does Jordan feel? Is he more team in and out or whataburger? Uh, I
1: think he's more team in n out. Like okay. he I think he likes Because all swipe like...
0: left on him. I don't care if it's been a year.
1: <laughs> I think like if they were both here, he'd definitely be going to In N Out more than than Whataburger. Um, but I think it's just one of those things, like when you're in Texas, you kind of just feel like you have to go there. Like, I'm sure people feel like when they come to California, they have to go. That's the other thing. There's like in and outs everywhere in Texas now too.
0: Yeah. Um, but well, and that's the thing it, is the in and outs don't do as well in Texas. Um, this is from my insider knowledge being somebody who was from a family of in and out corporate people, but, um, no, they, because, because same thing I'm sure is if Whataburger came to California, it's just, you, you have like, like Texas people are super, hold on. Jeff's calling me. He's out of town and I miss him. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, sorry. I lost my train of thought. Um, people, like people in
1: Texas are loyal they're super loyal.
0: loyal. Exactly. Yes. Just like born and raised, like California people, super loyal most of them anyway. I know some people I'm looking at you, Lewis, who still is like an <laughs> in and out hater. Hater. In-N-Out. He's born and raised in California. But um, like, so I think that's, it's just people like every, like te- in and out came to Texas and everybody was like, I don't get the hype, blah, blah, blah. And I think it's just, it's such a SoCal staple.
1: I will say everything is bigger in Texas because I got a small chocolate shake and that thing was not a small chocolate shake. That was like definitely the equivalent of like a in and out medium shake so I'm like rumors are true everything is it is true oh Uh, that's
0: fun wait yeah
1: and then um Monday we flew home and um it was the flight oh my god I have to tell you the story on the flight it made me so sad so we're sitting there everybody's boarding the plane feels like it's taking forever um, and this couple is sitting in the exit row, like behind us, and then diagonal, and didn't notice anything about it, like really and then all of a sudden there's a couple of flight attendants talking to them, and then they start getting heated and they they start raising their voice and all I keep hearing is apparently they had bought for which I've heard this is happening to a lot of people, they had bought first class airfare. Mm-hmm. got bumped to premium, premium or pre- whatever, Yeah, premium or whatever, got bumped again to the exit row. And then they were trying to move them again. So I didn't understand. And so Jordan's kind of listening and he's like, Oh, that sucks. Like, cause Jordan was also on a flight earlier this year where that happened to somebody and they had bought first class airfare and got bumped to like regular, which oh, I, I get it. I don't buy first-class airfare, but if I did, like, I'd be pissed if I got bumped, like, you know? So that's all we thought it was about at first. And we were like, oh, that's annoying, but oh my God, here we go. We're going to get like the couple that makes a big deal about it and yelling at the flight attendants and, and whatever. Well, then we start realizing the man stands up and he is a large man, like large. And so then we realize they, they said, they finally agreed. They were like, okay, we're going to move you to like the premium section or whatever aisle and um, middle seat. And they were like, fine. Like they had made a big deal. They were like, you bought this three times like, and we're going to have to move a fourth time, you know? Yeah. And so they start pointing out the seats to them and they're like, no, they were like, we said aisle and middle, like meaning we were going to be together, but they're trying to put them in like an aisle and then one of them in a middle, like not even together, you know? And they're like, no, like we bought first class and you're doing this to us. It was so upsetting. So it finally worked out that she stayed and he moved to the aisle seat. But I'm like getting like what's happening as this is happening. Like I'm not understanding until he actually moves. And I'm like, okay, he's a really large person. Something like it was either that you can't have a seatbelt extender. So that is correct. You can't in the exit,
0: exit rows. You have to be, I think, Everyone has to be over sixteen, and you cannot be. Um, you cannot use a seatbelt extender in exit row. That I do know.
1: So the poor man probably brought first class for this very reason. He's probably like, I'm a big person. I'm going to just spill over my seat, and I don't want to like you know put anybody, make anybody else uncomfortable. So I'm going to fork out the money so that I'm in first class, and I don't have to worry about it. And my wife and I, the only person I'll bother is my wife, right? Yeah. Then all this happens to him. They bump him to the exit row. Then they tell him, basically, you're too fat to sit in the exit row. We don't have a, a seatbelt extender f- for him, and it, and kind of embarrass him in front of. Oh, no, it's more. It's
0: super mortifying.
1: Yes, and like you know, what when airline two is flight attendants, Alaska Airlines, okay. You know when any two flight attendants are talking to somebody, everybody's paying attention. So the poor man's hundred already- percent. Yeah. And then they're putting him on blast for being overweight, you know, and so then he finally moves to his seat, they bring him a seatbelt extender, like not trying to be discreet at all. I don't I mean, I think it's like obvious enough, but the you know, just like no consideration. And then they go back and talk to his wife and his wife is crying. And I'm like, I'm gonna start crying. Like, I already feel like I'm gonna start crying now. She's so upset. And at this point, it's, like, she's upset because, like, they were humiliated, you know? Yeah. And um, I I can't really hear everything that's going on. I just hear her crying. Like, she's probably crying because she loves her husband so much. And this just happened to him. Yeah. And this wouldn't have happened if they would have just honored their first class tickets that they bought so that this wouldn't happen, right?
0: How is how is it not illegal for all of this bullshit that they do on the flights between over they're overbooking constantly which is putting so many people out like you don't know what people i mean yeah sometimes it is just for a vacation but who freaking cares if it's just for a vacation like i don't care whether it's work a vacation a funeral a wedding like I like I deserve that if I paid that money and I made that reservation, I should have no stress that I'm going to get to the airport and I'm going to have that seat that I paid for. And that's not the case. There's people they're overbooking and they that's like the norm. Like, oh, we overbook flights. No. Yeah.
1: And and now I don't know if this has always been a thing or if this is recent. I feel like I've heard about it more recent is now if you book a better seat, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the better seat. I'm like, "Excuse me?"
0: Do you know how I'm sorry. More expensive it is to book first class than regular? I selected seat 4B, I expect that if I paid for 4B, I'm going to be sitting in 4B and that I don't have to have the stress of arriving to the airport and walking onto that plane. And that plan is going to change. It's
1: insane. So I, w- my heart was just like breaking and this That's poor so man sad. This poor man sitting there, luckily he gets sat next to this, um, couple and they're both like very tiny people. Um, and he's sitting there and he's just looking forward and his, even though his wife's crying and talking, like he's just looking forward. And like, all I'm thinking is like, he's just mortified. He doesn't want to turn around. He's like, he's probably like about to cry himself. Like, so he's just like breathing and looking forward. And she gets so upset. I don't know everything that she's saying, but she's crying, and she gets so upset that she tell finally tells the flight attendant, "Fuck you all," but not in like not in like a a like a nasty like
0: way yeah. where like that's it's how more she like talks a you all y'all suck. Just please stop talking to me because I'm serious yes. right now. So
1: then they go. They this is not know. the end. <laughs> no. So then they stop. tell her, like, it's please, hurting please my don't feelings. at me. Uh, they go to the front, multiple other people board the plane. It was like a manager or something that then walked back with two of the flight attendants and were talking to her. And then she's crying again. And she's like, I tried to be nice. Like, I tried to be nice. And I got frustrated. And she's apologizing for, because at this point, she's probably scared that they're going to get kicked out of the yeah. flight because she said the F word. Yeah. You know, and she wasn't even doing this like in any way where people would like pull out their cameras and start filming. Like, it was just her frustration that got yeah. the best of her um and so they basically just told her like I I think they knew she's not gonna be a problem you know and so they just told her like you cannot cuss at flight attendants and so we ended up flying or whatever but on the flight and
0: you can't move me when I'm paying for stupid ass seats like get out of here so mad right now for this couple
1: oh my god but honestly like it made me so sad. Like it was bothering me so bad. And then towards the end of the, okay. So right when he sat down, the little lady next to him, she's like so small, like skinny, small and like short, small. And she asked, he was opening his, um, like air. And she asked him if he would open her air. So he opened her air. And I think that was kind of like an icebreaker for them because they talked on and off through the rest of the flight. And she was just being, she was like this older Hispanic lady and was just being so sweet to him and so nice. And I was like on the flight, like, I'm going to cry. Like, I just witnessed like something so sad that happened and he was probably mortified. And exactly what you need in a moment like that is somebody that just like doesn't ask what happened, isn't making a big deal about it, isn't pretending it didn't happen and just being like, kind to you which is exactly what that lady did and was trying to like distract him like he was wearing a Dodgers shirt so she's like oh the Dodgers play tonight and she's just making small talk with him and asking about his wife and where he's going and they kind of had similar stories dude I was like I was about to cry on the plane I was just like I felt so bad for him and then just witnessing somebody be so sweet to him in like the exact like I don't know that I would have known what to do if I was the one in the middle when he got sat next to me like I feel like I would have just been been like avoid like avoid the like just leave him alone and just avoid and like she just was so sweet and it was just so nice to see like a human being like nice to another human or yeah. like kind to another human and not you know, cause it's like, <sighs> I would have loved to do that, but like, I do sometimes like get awkward and it's not that I'm not trying to be nice, but I just like, don't know what to do sometimes. No. And she was literally like mother Teresa. And I was oh. like,
0: <laughs>
1: I hope they contacted the airline because what happened to them was not okay. And I'm sure they did.
0: Hopefully, hopefully Alaskan will, is going to make it right.
1: I really, <sighs> whatever that so.
0: means to you. Cause every person Making it right means something different, but uh
1: well and that's the other thing that sucks too is um it sucks getting through to a company. So if you call the company, you'll get just somebody that's like, you want a twenty-five dollar voucher? And you're like, yeah. no, no, you know, and then <laughs> and then they bump you up. But if you happen to make a TikTok video that goes viral, that'll get their attention. Then all yeah. of a sudden they pay attention, you know, it's all like how hush hush can we keep things for like the smallest price. Unless you're able to go viral and get attention on something and then they care. Yeah. If, if everybody knows, then we care. If nobody knows, we don't care, you know? Basically. And I hate that about customer service with big companies. It absolutely sucks. But last thoughts on Texas. It's hot AF. <laughs> U-turn lanes. They have like actual U-turn lanes. So we made that mistake multiple times. We thought we were in the left turn lane and we were in a U-turn lane. So I u a U-turn and go all the way around and back.
0: I don't again. remember that.
1: Oh yeah. It's a thing there. Um, Very confusing. No toilet paper covers in Texas. You have to go old school and lay your own toilet paper. I feel like residency. I do
0: remember that.
1: Um, The clouds are literally Toy Story clouds. Toy Story. We do not get clouds. <laughs> we do not get clouds like that here. Like the sky is blue and they have like exactly how you would draw a cloud in elementary school. That is what they look like. <laughs> so cute I was obsessed with the clouds um it's greener than I thought I think in my vision of Texas was that that it was going to be like just brown dirt everywhere and just oh nothing. no it's beautiful oh it's beautiful like, yeah it's I was shocked um friendly people live music it's cheap you know the gas was cheap the bar tab yeah. was cheap and they have buckies so that's my overall review of Texas amen <laughs> um but yeah so le- like I said while we were there we did celebrate our 1 year anniversary it feels so crazy i feel like that year just flew by it did
0: I feel like
1: all these little, like, milestones that we hit made me, like, so anxious throughout the year, like, waiting, waiting for certain things to happen, and now, that like, all of those have happened, I'm just, like, I can't even remember what it was like before, you know?
0: No, like, it's, that's, I always feel like that, like, because I feel like that, like, I can't even remember what my married life was, like, life being married, I don't remember that life with Brad, like, I just... I, and, and I, I mean, don't
1: Joey was even more recent and I don't it's so bizarre it's I weird. do not remember life with Joey
0: it, it's so true I you just but even then like even with my other exes before Jeff and like oh I see you in your new Stanley Cup hey hey <laughs> <laughs> um it's just uh it's weird how like you're like how did I have a life before this person because I don't know what that life was
1: exactly Um, and then, yeah, I just thought I'd share a funny story that Jordan shared with me recently. He was telling me about how he had his Tinder and I did the same thing. We all remember me doing this, he had his Tinder set up to not have anyone show up under a certain age and over a certain age. And then he also didn't want to go beyond a certain number of miles from his location. Um, and remember I used to always do that too. And you were like, you got to go a few years over and under you got to expand your miles, you're limiting yourself, whatever. Um, so he had told me it was like a day or two before you matched with him that he changed both of those things. So he extended the age, you know, to a cougar age (laughs) and, um, extended his location, which honestly, like, it's just like, it makes me feel even more so like, Oh my God, we're so meant to be like, Cause I did the same, he, he and I both did the same thing. Like we never would have met had we both not done those things on our settings and expanded like been like, okay, fine. I'll date somebody that's 30, you know? And okay, fine. I
0: wonder wonder, though, if even me swiping in orange helped, like, I don't know, maybe Cyprus, maybe not, would have not have it. Would not have been close enough like it's just i feel well, like Yakuza everything
1: definitely would not have been close enough
0: yeah yeah definitely <laughs> was not close enough even though they i tried, you to... were
1: swiping and even though me. i
0: tried to pretend i was in washington <laughs> and he was like uh it says she's 10 miles away
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i feel like everything happened for a reason and it all aligned the way it did and i love that absolutely um i guess do you want to know about my weekend because you never asked
1: <laughs> oh my god did we just fly all the way <laughs> i okay so i look like the biggest a-hole right now so on it's, our i'm notes-
0: literally just being a sarcastic <laughs> bitch because my weekend was really boring and there wasn't much to no, it no
1: we want to hear about your so while yours
0: took about 45 minutes to chat about mine will take about four <laughs> minutes um and I probably talked about it last week, CR. <laughs> but it was really just kind of a family weekend. We Friday, I think I had mentioned like we for my niece's birthday, we gift her like basically like a night out with us. She gets to pick dinner and picks where she goes shopping. And we rather than just buying her gifts, we let her like pick them out and we do like shopping. She picked Ruby's Diner for dinner, which is like a little 50s diner. Um, and then she wanted to go to Target. So we went and did all that. And we were like talking about, uh, about it after. And we're like, she's 10 now. Like, I feel like our years are numbered, like and years is being generous. Like she's not, if we're lucky if for another year or two, she wants to still like hang out with us on a Friday night. So. She's um,
1: definitely going to want to still hang out with you guys.
0: I don't know. Eventually she'll get too cool for school. Um, <laughs> hold on. I need to pause us for just a second. Sorry about that. And then um, Saturday, basically, like a couple days prior, Annie had texted me. She's like, crabs on sale at Albertsons. You want to do a crab night on Saturday night? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> Don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> so the guys barbecued. Her and I did like a big old crab mess, and it was delicious.
1: And then Yum. Sunday, we
0: just watched football, um, watched my Rams almost fall apart. Thankfully, they still pulled out a win. Um I know your Seahawks didn't have too hot of a Sunday. Not pretty. (laughs) And then um, we end up, Jeff's mom leaves for a big trip to Europe this week. So she wanted to do like a family dinner before she left. So we just did like a little family dinner. So it was all pretty, pretty easy, chill weekend, but it was nice. So
1: fun. Man, I love talking about myself.
0: I talked about (laughs) myself a lot this week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it was we had gone for so long already, I was like, she probably forgot we didn't even ask her. My oh, yeah. weekend was because we type out notes, so we kind of know how
1: to follow. And we ended up you you were first in the notes, and we skipped you, so I just kept going. I was... <laughs> 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 Look, we'll give we'll give you when you get back from Cabo, we will give you the forty five minute update, and I will promise to have a boring weekend. So. <laughs>
0: well no you definitely had the better weekend you deserved a lot more good stuff to talk about (laughs) because I didn't have as much exciting happened and I'm just so excited for you and Jordan and your one year I legit can't believe you guys already met a year ago it's oh my god it's It's just just freaking blown by
1: blown by
0: so um oh and so in celebration of it being like one year of you officially being out of the dating game and probably about a year maybe a little more since we played a round of dating terms i Ooh. thought i would see if there's any new dating terms in 2022 that we didn't talk about last time we played this game um so i brought a few of them i found 10 um, I don't feel so like, any, like as fun. I felt like there was such gold last time. I, I <laughs> need to look at what episode it was, but with, if you don't know what we're talking about, you need to go search for it. I quiz Stephanie. Um, this is when she was still dating. So it was probably before she met Jordan and um, I was hitting her with the simple things like catfishing and stuff, but we went into some other funny ones, too, and I basically am going to tell her the word. She's going to tell us what she thinks it means, and then I'll say what it actually means.
1: Oh, man, I did not too good at this game last time.
0: No, you didn't. But I feel <laughs> like, and like I said, I don't feel like any of these are, like, super, like, super hard or, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what you think. So um, right. I'm going to start with an easy one, though. Okay. Situationship.
1: A situationship is something where like, you're not dating, you're not friends, but you're not, it's like a situation like, um,
0: <laughs> okay. It's super funny because the first four or word, five words I've written down is it's not quite a friendship. So you're on the right <laughs> path there. Um, yeah, and it's I think not a friendship,
1: but it's not a relationship. It's a situation. literally what
0: it says. It's not quite a friendship and it's not quite a relationship. Um, a situationship. Like if somebody was like, yes, we have a situationship on our hands. A situationship lies in the space between a committed relationship and a friendship. It's essentially a romantic relationship that's undefined in order to avoid finding yourself in one. They say that it's important to get clear on each other's expectations early on and communicate, communicate, communicate.
1: DC boyfriend? Situationship.
0: Yes. I definitely (laughs) had, um, there was a guy, um between relationships like before Jeff, like well before jeff where um him and i were definitely in a situationship and it was like it definitely started as like we were just friends and we were hanging out and then we were hooking up and stuff too and we were just having a lot of fun and i didn't really have the feelings we were like very clear we wanted to just be like doing the friends thing and then like i will say like feelings do when you hang out with somebody a lot like lived out in Long Beach and I was finding myself like him and I regularly driving out to each other's place and like hanging out on the weekends and stuff and I remember my mom even saying like who is this guy and I'm like we're really just like friends we're hanging out like there's nothing to it and I do remember like kind of starting to get feelings and then he actually met someone and I remember like being kind of super annoyed when he met someone so it was definitely a situation ship, and um it's really hard to not have like those clear expectations, like on both ends. So, not, and here's the thing
1: if you're in a situationship, I feel like we've all done it, but you deserve better. So, if you are in one, just put some thought into that. Yeah. Um, you deserve better.
0: Um, hobosexual,
1: hobosexual, yes. Uh. <laughs> You don't have a home, but you are like sex. You
0: <laughs> but you don't have a home, but you like sex. <laughs> um, I'm going to say you're halfway there. Um, okay. You're, you're someone who's dating someone with the interest of having a place to stay. <laughs> so maybe you're a guy or a girl who are living with your parents and we won't say I that. Was, and, like, I was a cringing phone. a
1: little bit because I'm like, is it even like appropriate to use that word?
0: That <laughs> was we... a good question. I don't actually know. Um, I'm sure we probably, hobo probably isn't the best um, thing to be saying, I guess. But hobosexual, someone who did. I was a
1: little scared to identify with that match
0: for that reason. <laughs> but we Fair didn't enough. make
1: up the words.
0: Fair enough um whelming or being whelmed
1: it's like y- too much like you're too much you're just like stage is it stage five clinger or stage six
0: i think it's five
1: okay you're a stage five clinger <laughs> like it's too you're whelming me
0: okay Um, being whelmed or whelming is when someone you've matched with on a dating app complains to you about being inundated with other matches that they've made on the apps, or they can't imagine how often that they're approached at bars as a way to inflate their demand and heighten their appeal. Hard pass. Yeah. Does anybody like find that like appealing? Like, I think they like when it's about you, you think it is, but I don't think anybody sees that as being like, oh, well then I want to date you. If there's like all these women that want to date you,
1: that would very much be like, you're
0: a tool, like zero interest. Um, all right. Next up we have orbiting.
1: Orbiting is when you put yourself out there and you just, orbit. So like wherever you are, you're in a coffee shop, you're orbiting, you're at the library or orbiting. Like you are just what picking that up to do people. With- you're picking up people wherever you orbit. Wherever okay. you go. Orbiting is where you go.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> orbiting is the all too common phenomenon of a person following you, liking your posts, engaging in cyber cyber flirting, but never actually taking their suggestive behavior out of the realm of social media i.e. orbiting you but never taking it further
1: so i was wrong
0: so yeah so it's just (laughs) like those it's i hear about this all the time it's just like these guys they like they love the chase and the flirt and everything but like when it comes to actually like they don't want to put in any effort of actually meeting you they just like the attention and the flirting and the chase but makes makes sense yep dry dating say it again dry dating
1: That's when neither of you drink
0: on a date. Um, Okay. You're on the right path there. I was really hoping you were going to go somewhere else with it, but (laughs) um, with many of us reevaluating our relationships with alcohol and bars and pubs having been shut down for the better part of two years, the movement towards dating sober or dry dating started gaining a lot of momentum among singles where alcohol could be a crutch that enables us to lower inhibitions just enough to relax our nerves some people believe that it shouldn't be necessary to have around when getting to know someone. According to Bumble, one in five singles are eager to ditch the drink when dating post lockdown. Oh, I, guess. I can't. I, I mean, I get the thought that it's like definitely better, like getting to know someone probably. So like, it's better to like, if you're really interested in someone not being like totally wasted. Um, I've
1: Um, never been on a date where they're wasted, though, ever. Have you? um,
0: I've had some drunk dates. Like, where it just ended up, like, we went to dinner, and then, like, we were having a great time, so then we went to a a bar, and then, like, where it just, like, the date just, like, kept progressing, and we stayed out longer than probably either of us planned, and we just have been drunk. But it wasn't, like, a planned getting wasted. And it wasn't, like, sloppy-wasted, if that makes
1: more more than you would have if it was just dinner
0: sure exactly okay yeah gotcha. like when a date turns into like six hours kind of thing gotcha um groundhogging
1: oh this sounds dirty does it have something to do with like a
0: butthole <laughs> no no buttholes no. involved
1: okay I wish it when was. I think of groundhogging I think I don't know that you want to know what I think of when I think of groundhogging. I think you're going to tell. I feel
0: like, never mind. I'm not even going to go there either. (laughs) So, groundhogging refers to the idea that people tend to go for the same type of person over and over again while expecting different results. They are drawn to people who fit their ideal type, date them, but end up feeling underwhelmed or experiencing the same old issues. Shocking. And when things go sour, we're right back on those apps swiping the same profiles, and the cycle resumes.
1: This is one thing I'll give myself a pat on the back for. I don't think I was ever in the ground.
0: I, me either. I feel like that I was open. Okay, no, you're a liar. Okay, maybe not. Me and you were same but different. I feel, I feel like, like I don't have a type. And that's me too. But I also feel like you also wanted to just say no to everyone.
1: Oh, Yeah. I was picky. That's not ground groundhogging.
0: groundhogging. No, I didn't say it is. I just was saying, like, me too. Like, I thought we were the same, but then as I'm thinking about it, we weren't because I was willing to just like say yes to right. people and be open, where you were saying no to most people and not being open,
1: and That's you had to let somebody true. else state for you. Yes, I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, we have a few more. Um, gam gam bidding. Like from Queen's Gambit, Gambiting?
1: Ooh, I've never seen
0: that show. I haven't um, either, but uh, that's just, but I'm just trying to give you how I'm saying the word. It's
1: old. there's a queen, and I think <laughs> there, she has like a cup or something, I think, so Gambit.
0: I don't think like you're right at all about that. I'm pretty sure that oh. show's about chess.
1: <laughs> okay, so gambitting. But I actually don't
0: know anything about the show. So I I know there's chess involved, but I don't really know.
1: Gambiting is definitely a sexual game that you play, probably not on the first date, but like, you know, a few dates in. Uh And it's like a chess game sexually that one person knows they're playing and the other person might or might not know they're being gambited. But it's definitely a way to try to get... In someone's pants?
0: Okay. <laughs> um, nope, that's not right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. A gambiter, um, like from Queen's Gambit, a gambiter may micromanage parts of their date, making conversation fun. But not too personal choosing a bar that's lively not deafening securing post-date plans before the night is even over in order to construct the perfect evening for that other person others may channel their attention into who they date using relationships as stepping stones to find more refined partners in the future a tactic also known as weekend updating like a game of chess interactions are all calculated to the point of checkmating the scene or winning at dating so it's like these guys that again. like, they want to be in the girl's mind. And I think that's the where these types of guys are being somebody who's did a lot of dating <laughs> is these guys you go on a date with and you're like, and that's why I think all these girls go on these dates and think they went on these amazing dates. And then when they're like either ghosted after the fact or it like fizzles out immediately after, I think the guy wants to be seen as like. Being this, like, great date, like, and because then the girl will still be interested, even if they don't have the interest. That is so interesting. And guys are weird and dumb and... I, don't I know. think you definitely have a point there, though. Um, Freckling. Freckling? Freck- like, freckles? Like, face freckles?
1: Okay. Freckling is when one of you has freckles and the other one is so mesmerized by your freckles that they can't do anything but
0: freckle you (laughs) okay (laughs) you're incorrect I'm going to give you a clue (laughs) and this is to see how much you remember about the last time we played this this is the opposite of a term not it's like different from uh the term we did cuffing do you remember what cuffing was oh no so cuffing was when people wanted to settle down in the colder months and so like when it started getting cold cuffing season that's when people like started like wanting to get into relationships freckling for those of us lucky enough to have them freckles and their fickle nature are a familiar subject your skin might be clear as day from november to march but once you start spending more time in the sun boom a star map of little dots come across your face only to fade when the fall comes around. The dating analog of course is the freckler, someone who dips into your life when the weather's nice and then vanishes when the chill sets in. Basically freckling describes a summer fling, the complete opposite of cuffing.
1: That is not what I would have ever guessed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, roaching.
1: Ooh, that just sounds disgusting. <laughs> roaching is someone that you don't want there. You're just like, I'm, I already went on a date with you and I like, don't want you there. Like, I don't want to date you, but it's a roach and it like comes anyways. And it's just like always texting you and DMing you and trying to still date you and like get it in your business and be in your zone when you don't want them in your zone. Okay.
0: Um, so roaching is a term coined by ask men apparently, And is the gross dating trend of a new partner hiding the fact that they're still sleeping around and dating other people? It's called roaching because as it goes, when you see one cockroach, there are many, many more you don't see. Not only is roaching unsafe, hello, sexual health, but it's also deceitful and not nice. All right. Um, Last one, slow fade.
1: Slow fade is when you are dating someone Mm -hmm. and you know it's not gonna work Mm -hmm. and but you don't want to just like pull the plug out of nowhere so you slowly start fading like if you if you went from texting every single morning good morning and then good night every single night and then you text all day then you slowly like stop the good mornings and then you stop the good nights and then you like slowly let the person down rather than doing it all at once
0: stephanie you nailed it. I'm so proud of you. Great job. I got one. Slow fading is when someone you've been seeing slowly fades out of the relationship by making themselves less available and gradually ending communication. They've basically decided to end the relationship but aren't bold enough to share that decision with you. On the scale of how to poorly end a relationship, the slow fade is head-to-head with ghosting.
1: Oh, I'm very proud of myself for getting one. One correct
0: um yeah I'm like so proud of you I feel thank like you. you almost got like a half a point on um situation <laughs> oh you got situationship too I would oh, say that's true so I got two so we'll say you were two for ten that's a solid f thank you <laughs> <laughs> um but um I'd love to know what do I need to hear this week Steph
1: I think you need to hear this, Laura. Um, this is something that I always try to remind myself. Um, but sometimes when you see it in other words, it's a good good way of thinking about it. So this one is, can't do an hour workout? Do 30 minutes. Can't do two sets of pull-ups? Do one set. Can't run a mile? Do a half mile. There is always something you can do. Focus on that and build from there. Do what you can, where you can, when you can. <gasps>
0: I get it. I know. It's it's honestly, and when you, like, read that, it's so freaking, it's true. Like, I can sit here and say, like, I can't go do an hour of any kind of workout, but, like, I can't, like, la- I've been taking Penny on walks, like, after work the last couple days, and, like, it's something small, but at least it's something, and I can build Absolutely. from there. And, um, yeah, no, this is, it's so true. It's easy to make excuses, but...
1: Well, and I think for me, when you're a part of a uh, community, like we are on Instagram, where no, we're not the best, you know, like motivators for working out and doing all the right things all the time. But when you are a part of that community where people share what they eat and they share what they get at the grocery store and they share their workouts, it feels so pointless that if all I had time to do today was a 15 minute strength workout on Peloton that I'm going to share it. Like, why would I even share? So if I'm not going to share it, why would I do it? And when you like, honestly, sometimes when I'm thinking like that, I'm thinking that quick. And I'm just, so I tie, you know, sharing food and and exercise to posting on Instagram. So just like, I don't even think that I'm thinking that way, but I do Yeah. like, I have to train myself to stop thinking that way. And to be like, who gives a shit, either don't post it or do it anyways, and post it anyways, it's still better than doing nothing. So that is always, that's been a struggle of mine. It's been something where I'm like, something's better than nothing. If I don't have time to work out after work, I can take my two 15 minute breaks at work when I'm in the office and walk during my t- you know, that is better than doing nothing when I get home from work. So it's, you know, been a struggle. It is a struggle, but sometimes hearing it in other words and breaking it down in another way, can be super helpful. So I thought you all needed to hear that.
0: Thanks, Steph you're
1: welcome i think we need to hit it flavor of the week
0: all right steph what's your flavor of the week
1: my flavor of the week <laughs> is oh penny she sees herself is the, this sounds so weird but it's the gold bond friction defense <laughs> like it just sounds so weird and look uh your girl's legs are chubby so they rub a lot and yes. i get anytime i'm in a dress or shorts i chafe like yep if i'm walking around a lot and so i was paranoid going to texas like i'm gonna ruin my trip day one i'm gonna be walking around in a dress or whatever i'm wearing because it's not gonna be pants
0: with like it's raw hot. thighs
1: and i'm gonna have raw thighs the rest of the trip and just be miserable So I ended up finding this gold bond friction defense. It literally looks like deodorant and I would just rub it on before walking and then reapply it. Like when I'd go to the restroom, I'd just, you know, carry it in my purse and reapply and it literally saved me, like saved me. My legs started shaping once. It was the day, like right when we were walking around the Capitol Uh I put it on that morning and I could feel they were starting to chafe. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm already like dreading this. Like we have a whole day ahead of us and blah, blah, blah. I just went to the restroom, reapplied and did the same thing. Every time I would go to the restroom, I just reapply a little bit more and it saved me. Like I was comfortable the whole trip. This stuff is about six bucks. And I swear, if you also have issues with chafing, get this, keep it in your purse. This is like the best kept secret ever. It is the best.
0: Where did you get it?
1: I either got it from Target or Amazon. I might have ordered it from Amazon.
0: Okay, let me know because I definitely... So there's one I've been wanting to try called Mega Babe. But that one's like 13 or 14 bucks. Um, So this is like half the price. So I'd rather try that. And then I'm sorry, Penny is wanting my attention. She's <laughs> like, mom, you've been working all day and you're really boring. Me. Um, And... Sorry, I'm so distracted by her. Uh, I've been, like, if I'm wearing a long enough dress, like, if I'm not wearing short dress...
1: (laughs) She's going crazy at the mirror right now. It's the funniest thing.
0: I wear, um, I have, like, short bike shorts that I wear. Like, (laughs) if it's something that, like, isn't going to show in the dress. That's been, like, my go-to. But for Cabo, I think I would love to have... I'd love to have that so
1: definitely get it it saved me like I'm keeping it in my purse from now on and just like anytime I need it I'm rubbing that stuff on okay
0: yeah please send me the link I need to buy it
1: absolutely Laura Labor of the week
0: okay I'm sorry you guys I can't help it that me and Steph love Trader Joe's so much (laughs) and I wasn't I had another one in mind, but I was like no I have to tell the people before it's too late It's not seasonal in a sense that it's like pumpkin and maple. So I don't know how long it's going to be around. I am hoping forever because it is so good, you guys. Trader Joe's French onion focaccia bread. It is out of this world. Um, I've been eating it for the last three days now. And I just like one thing is like four servings. So I just like pop one out, put it in the air fryer and heat it up. And it's like if you love that cheesy caramelized onioniness of french onion soup and you love bread like there's no reason you won't love this it's so delicious and I've been having it with I've had it with salad one day I had it with soup one day like it's just so good I saw somebody they messaged me or maybe I saw it in the comments that they made a grilled cheese with it I was like um yum Um, amazing I'm like already gonna have to like go get some and put it in the freezer because I'm scared it's gonna go away but definitely try it. Trader Joe's French onion focaccia bread, chef's kiss. Great job, Trader Joe's.
1: So delicious. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Wine Over Matter podcast. If you don't already, you should join us in our private Facebook group. Just search club Wine Over Matter and request to join.
0: If you listen on Apple podcasts or have an iTunes account, please don't forget, take that moment, leave us a five-star rate review. Helps us so, so much, you guys. Some of you just rate us. If you could like leave a review too, it'll take you like 20 seconds. Please, please. It's so much. We appreciate it so much. You don't even know. Rate us on Spotify now too, if you listen there. If you don't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Wine Over Matter Pod.
1: Thanks again. And we will see you at the same time next week with a glass in hand.
0: Cheers. Cheers.